0: Hey, chat, acknowledge us. We require your acknowledgement. We need it. We, we feed are, off it. We are very needy. Yes, the dog's in my jacket again. I'm not this
1: Oh, guy. It's incredible. It's, like, so stealthy in the
0: jacket. You could barely see it. Come on, Duffy, join the conversation. <laughs> um, yes, hello, everyone. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. I'm Yahtzee. I'm joined by Marty Sliver. Hey, everybody. Oh, oh he doesn't want to poke his head out. He wants to, oh. keep, his, he wants to keep his head right in there. <laughs> Adorable. Hello, everyone. Do you like my new headset? I just got it. It's Bluetooth. Ooh. Ooh. Way of the future. Yeah. So if everything fucks up today, you'll know what to blame. Yeah. So, uh, in the grand tradition of clickbait headlines, when posed as a question, always uh, inviting the answer, no, Mm -hmm. the answer to the question in today's headline is most definitely no. No. (laughs)
1: wait which headline we talk about genre defining generation defining or one that says
0: is elden ring already a generation a generation defining Mm. game Mm. and the reason why uh the answer is no is because it's way too early to say i would say
1: are you saying you can't say that something defines like a decade experience after uh the game has been up for four days
0: no. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no. What I'm saying is that these things almost always worked out in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a lot of uh, floating about with regards to what the general perception of Elden Ring is going to be in the long run. I mean, it's like a 100 hour game. Who the hell's finished it?
1: Very few people, mostly just critics. Uh, people who've, who've had a chance to play it for a few weeks.
0: Well, I haven't, and I'm a critic. You still there?
1: Yeah, I'm still here. I wasn't able to hear you for a second. Oh, I blame your I blame your Bluetooth.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, uh,
1: yeah. No, we're good. We'll we'll press on in in traditional souls like fashion. We'll press on through adversity.
0: Yes, hopefully. I'm not sure what that not sure what that was at all. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So I've played for about uh, twelve hours a bit. Mm-hmm so i'm I'm about
1: 35 hours into it i've I've played too much i need to stop i have a headache and my hands hurt but i also am probably just going to keep playing after we're done with this call
0: (laughs) fair enough i had to stop Mm -hmm. because i had to start playing horizon forbidden west which was a bit of a come down
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we won't uh we won't spoil this week or next week's uh, ZPs, but yeah, that's sort of like the nature of the way uh, a ZP works is that you really don't have uh, you don't have time to sort of like linger on anything and, and let stuff process. So like you really need to 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 consume and then and then create and then move on to the next thing, which is yeah. which is tough.
0: Yeah, but you know what? A review of the first like ten to twelve hours of something is still valid. I reckon Absolutely. you should know if anything's good after that long.
1: I should hope so. If something if, if something's not good after 15 hours but then gets good, then that's bad game design. They yeah, they failed. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you'd be perfectly valid complaining about that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> but uh yeah, it was it was funny to uh, interesting to see the, you know, the reviews came out last week and uh it got uh unanimously High praise, and it, it, I think it has something like a 97 on Metacritic, which puts it right up at the like tippy top of some of the highest rated games of all time, alongside like Mario Odyssey and GTA 5 and, and, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption, and, and for some reason, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is up there still, and, and, uh, Ocarina of Time, uh, all of which, well, I guess, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 probably, uh, removed, I, I would say are generation-defining games, so, as of right now, it's in good company.
0: Uh, hmm. I haven't played much uh, Tony Hawk, to be honest. But that's just critical reviews, isn't it? If I it could, is! D- if yeah. I could direct your attention to Steam, Ooh. and the Elden Ring page on Steam, it's currently mm-hmm. sitting at 100,000 reviews, but it's only got a mostly positive rating. 77% positive reviews. That's pretty mediocre, especially for a yeah. game with this kind of profile.
1: Yeah, I know it got uh, uh, the uh, PC version got uh, review bombed because it had, in in typical FromSoft fashion, the PC version released with some uh, uh, compatibility issues and performance issues and and Mm. all that nonsense. Um, I'm I'm, I'm playing on Xbox and it runs fine with me, so I don't have too much to say about that.
0: Yep, it was ever thus.
1: Yeah. It's also critical reviews of Elden Ring are interesting because we're at a point now where uh major outlets give Elden Ring to the biggest fan of Souls games generally. Yeah,
0: that might, which that is, might be the issue cuz Yeah, they're... which
1: makes sense though. Like you would oh, like yeah. when when I worked at IGN, we would give, you know, the review would go to someone who is incredibly interested in the thing and and mm. especially like a uh from soft game like elden ring sort of uh for someone to be able to review it in such a short amount of time kind of like requires that uh uh inherent kind of knowledge and grammar of of from games going in yeah
0: yeah i mean uh it doesn't take long to realize it's basically just dark souls the open world <laughs> dark souls 3 the open world specifically. The reason why I say the popular perception of it is still floating about is because uh, what usually happens is when there's a new From Software game is that all the all the very vocal From Software fans come out and say, yeah, say, ooh, it's the best. Mm-hmm. I love it. Ooh, I just can't. Yeah. And um, what usually happens then is that the general audience go, ooh, well, if that's getting such high praise, it must be worth checking out. And then they all get stomped flat because yeah. of the difficulty. And then the usual tedious debate of whether there should be an easy mode unfolds. So I reckon it'll be a few more weeks before we can get any serious objective uh, feeling on where it sits in terms of uh, quality rating against the other ones. How long did it take for everyone to realize Dark Souls 2 was the worst one?
1: Well, uh, I I reviewed it and gave it a 9, so uh, I I I still haven't realized it.
0: (laughs) Clearly that realization is still unfolding. (laughs) But being even the
1: worst of a modern FromSoft game is still better than most other games, right? I guess. Dark
0: Souls 2, they basically had to redesign like after the fact. That was what the whole Scholar of the First Sin edition was. Yeah, yeah. Moved around a whole bunch of enemies and changed a bunch of shit.
1: Yeah, and Miyazaki was working on uh, Bloodborne, so uh, uh, Dark Souls 2 was kind of like the... the, I don't want to say the B-team, but... um, They weren't sort of firing on all cylinders. Whereas it feels like on Elden Ring, it feels like everyone was very much, uh, you know, nose down to the test making this game.
0: Hmm. But the fact that it is just Dark Souls, the open world is kind of what makes me feel like it's not going to be a generation defining game because it's not really wildly changing anything.
1: I mean, Um, Dark Souls
0: was the generation defining game. Yeah, I I absolutely, I completely
1: agree with that, that that Dark Souls is one of those games when we mention alongside, um, you know, Ocarina of Time and and GTA 3 and Breath of the Wild. Um, I I think the original Dark Souls was one of those games.
0: Yeah. Well, lest we forget, it was the Golden Joystick's ultimate game of all time.
1: Yeah, that was more of like a, that was pretty silly. I think they knew that's a a pretty dumb thing to do, but it got everyone talking about it, including
0: us, so. Bit hyperbolic. Yeah. but uh, Um, That being being said, oh, go ahead, please. I was just saying in terms of mold-breaking innovation, Elden Mm -hmm. Ring doesn't really have that. It's the Dark Souls model. It's just been, it's just gravitated to arsing about in a bush, like basically every AAA franchise.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think you're underselling how incredibly made its
0: open world is, personally. Oh, fine. Uh, Forgive me, my <laughs> dismissive asshole nature.
1: Um, I think its it's uh, it's open world has continually surprised me and impressed me in ways that I haven't felt in five years since uh, Breath of the Wild. And that was one of those games in the moment I was like, oh, this is going to be special and people are going to use this as a blueprint going well- on. And I'm getting a similar feeling from Elden
0: Ring, personally. Well, arguably, Elden Ring is itself operating off the blueprint of Breath of the Wild.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, I think, I don't think this game would exist without Breath of the Wild. Granted, but I am like a, I bring up Breath of the Wild every chance I get. So I might not be the uh, best person to go to for that.
0: So I don't see this being like the blueprint of the future, the way Dark Souls was. I mean, you can't move for Dark Souls clones now. Yeah, yeah. Especially on Steam.
1: Yeah, and like like you said, this what this game does is it does like you said Dark Souls but open world and does it impeccably just impeccably well. Like it is it's incredible how well it does it. Um and so like does a level of quality really make something generation defining or does it just make it like oh, what an incredible game? Like it it doesn't feel like it's reinventing the wheel. It's just taking wheels we know and and riding off very fast with them
0: well i guess that's my point uh i guess that's the whole question of this podcast what is generation defining can a game if it just if it just takes everything that was already done but does it all well can that Mm -hmm. be enough and i would say no i would Mm -hmm. say what what um i mean when we were talking about a generation defining game being something that provides the blueprint going forward and you can only really do that by innovating yeah
1: and like you said, you it, it takes time and distance in order to see something's imprint on on the games that come afterwards. Oh, quite um,
0: More people need to get past the dung eater.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the loathsome dung eater. Yeah. Um I don't think and I've and got uh, to the loathsome dung eater. Uh I haven't I haven't met him yet either. Um I've met some of the characters in that opening uh Uh, in that opening sort of monologue cutscene but I have not met the loathsome dung eater yet so I I look forward to it
0: though I think we've all got complex different combinations of what we have seen and haven't seen
1: yeah which is that's
0: the nature of the game you just pick a direction and go and everyone runs into their own combination of stuff
1: yeah, and it makes it one of those games that's really fun to talk about. Like, it's uh, fun yeah. to yeah. to say, like, oh, I did X, Y, and Z, and then someone's like, oh, I had no idea that existed, I did this. And then you're like, oh, I want to check out what's going on in this cave. And then there's a giant bug, and you get scared, and you turn around yeah. and run away.
0: It's always my first stop after I get to yeah. what seems like an ending of a Dark Souls game, straight to the wiki. And yeah. Like, like, what? There were, like, three areas I didn't go to, yeah. and, like, nine <laughs> boss fights.
1: And I'm excited for like the Vati Vidya lore breakdown that tells me why the loathsome Dung, gun, dung Eater was actually like one of the most like, like sad and, and melancholic characters ever written. So
0: Yeah, Shashank yeah. 717 like, just said the same thing. Did you nick Shashank 7170's joke there?
1: Uh, we've never seen both of us in the same place at the same time. Uh, no, I actually have not. I'm, I'm sorry, Shashank. I would, ne- I would never do that to you. Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also generation-defining... I I think uh, doesn't necessarily equate to good. I think uh, a lot of times it does. I think with like some of the aforementioned ones, and maybe we can like talk a little bit about like some of the games we consider generation defining. But um, okay. I would say Fortnite is a generation defining game.
0: Well, it certainly uh, and... seems to have raised a generation of shitheads.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I, I think what Fortnite has done to um, sort of permeate pop culture and become a a the vacuum cleaner for for all things popular is uh is impressive and you might hate it and sort of gag at it every time but um, the fact of the matter is it's sort of changed how developers are thinking about games and making online games and, and so it's True. defining it's a, in that respect.
0: It certainly had an impact. Abdul Carales points out ET of the Tiny twenty six hundred was probably yeah. a generation defining game. In yeah. that it was the basically the mascot of the basically the fall of mm-hmm. uh, uh, console gaming in the West.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I guess going back, what like what are some 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 other defining games that you Half-Life. would
0: Half-Life. I would mm-hmm. throw out Half-Life. I would say Half-Life came out at a time when shooters were just turning into uh, the Unreal Tournament Quake Three Arena thing where they were just trying to say that this is all you want. This is all you want, <laughs> isn't it, plebs? Run around an arena and shoot your friends. But Half-Life uh, was the message that what we're actually looking for is also a really strong narrative experience in our shooters. Uh-huh. It was basically the the pioneer for narrative-based first-person shooters. And uh, it was like the spark that set off the sort of PC gaming golden age of the late 90s and early 2000s.
1: Yeah, I think you could draw a uh, direct line from Half-Life to stuff like Bioshock. Like, I I don't don't think those would exist without it.
0: Half-Life, Bioshock, Deus Ex, the Thief series. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. All of that. Would you consider Half-Life 2 genre-defining? Or generation-defining,
0: excuse me. mm, mm, That's a tricky one. I think Half-Life 2 is a very good game. Uh I think it's it's very innovative in a lot of ways, but I think things were just sort of shifting into the Gears of War era not long after that, and that's so I don't think it really was influential the way the first Half-Life was. I think it was uniquely good and well made. There were a lot of games that took influence from it, but it wasn't. It didn't like define its generation
1: yeah yeah i can i can i can see that and it's it's also kind of tough cuz it's sometimes things come along that you think are going to define a generation or or define things that come afterwards and for some reason they don't and maybe it's just because you know it came along at a certain time where the uh you know, the, the trends moved in one way or another, but I think of something like uh, the, the nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Mm. And when I first played that, I was like, oh, this is going to change how uh, we we interact with NPCs in a game. Like it's going to, to mm. give them these little character moments and, and going to give them these little stories and it's going to be incredible. And then we've literally never seen it outside of those two games.
0: Well, two reasons for that. Firstly, because it's really hard. To sure do guy. all that writing and uh, coding to make that work and pull that off. And two, didn't they copyright it? That's a, Yeah, that's a thing. I, I feel like they actually patented
1: it, which is yeah. like pretty shitty because they haven't used it since then. And I guess they've said yeah. they're using it on the, the Wonder Woman game that's coming out, which I um, don't yeah. yeah, they patented uh, it. Same yeah. is
0: true of um, uh, loading screen mini games. I think Nintendo holds the patent on that.
1: I think it was actually Namco, and they one, put yeah, it in. Uh, uh, I believe in Tekken, because in like the Tekken games, you could play like Galaga or some old, uh, you know, Namco arcade game during the loading screens, which is just like a real, real shitty thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean that that was a thing on the Commodore 64 when I was loading up a game on tape. Sometimes sometimes a game would have this thing called Invader Load, where you just play some Space Invaders. Or back in the CD-ROM era when I was installing uh, Broken Sword, a uh, revolution software adventure game, uh, it had a little uh, breakout mini-game you could play while it was installing,
1: because it always took awesome. a
0: while with CD-ROMs.
1: Then the patent police came and took yeah. all of our fun away.
0: Nintendo has the patent on uh, sanity effects, I think.
1: Oh, because I'm of the... Eternal
0: Darkness? Yeah, because of Eternal Darkness.
1: Jesus. And again, Nintendo's never going to use that in anything. Although, can you imagine like a Luigi's Mansion game where Luigi's like slowly losing his mind because he's so scared?
0: Well, plenty of games have used sanity effects. So they're just not really enforcing that patent. So yeah. Who cares?
1: I, I mean, I would say even uh, without... A couple of people have asked yeah, we're not going into like Elden Ring spoilers, so don't don't worry about anything of that. But there's like... Yeah, uh, yeah, there's even, the
0: like, yeah tomorrow's the review time. Mm-hmm. We're reviewing Elden Ring tomorrow. We're talking yeah. on broader topics today.
1: Yeah, we tricked you into coming here by putting Elden Ring there. That's clickbait
0: <laughs> so, baby. <yeah. laughs> well,
1: it's not we did talk about Elden Ring, so we yeah, didn't lie. Yeah, we'll probably talk yeah. about it
0: some more when we go to Super Chats.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, Elden Ring like from soft games before it, like Bloodborne and stuff, do have sort of sanity effects where, where certain things can happen. It can cause madness in your character
0: and you have oh, to figure I love, out, the, like... I love the crying baby effect in because every because t- every t- I was playing it like quietly in the evenings like about a year ago and every time we got the quiet the crying baby sound effect my wife would snatch her headphones off and go was that yeah. the baby do we need to go and look after the baby now <laughs> see that's
1: one thing when, when if you're single and you don't have kids you don't realize how how uh crying babies can can in games can completely ruin things for you yeah yeah
0: i mean uh would- the the whole the sound of a crying baby we're like hard-coded to dislike that sound but you dislike it even more when you've actually had a baby yeah
1: <laughs> but i feel like it's less a, like oh there's a baby crying in the theater and more of a like parental like i need to protect something has gone wrong and i need to protect it right now
0: yeah yeah all right um, well I've i've done half-life what what would be your generation defining game give us another one
1: um i mean i guess just Starting off at the basics would—I think Nintendo was a lot of them, but just the original Super Mario Brothers um, on hmm. the NES. Like as dumb as it sounds, but that just started the wave of, uh, you know, go right character-based platformers. And you had stuff like Pitfall beforehand, but um, Nintendo sort of like created the mold that everyone would use for the following not only ten years, but just the mold that people are still using when they make sort of retro two D platformers.
0: and then scrolling platformers actually kind of hard with 8-bit tech mm -hmm. I remember uh, one of the earliest things id software did was try to recreate the first level of Super Mario Brothers and uh, use some fairly like crazy John Carmack brand advanced tech to be able to have a scrolling platformer on a PC
1: yeah and it's it's hard even because we were both young when when uh... Super Mario Bros. came out, so it's it's yeah, almost also, hard the- to imagine what it was like beforehand. Like it just seems like it's always been there.
0: Also, I never had an NES. The NES, like the release of the NES, was botched in Europe. So Europe was more of a Sega territory back in those days. Interesting. I had a Master System, and most people I knew had like Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: I guess I, I didn't realize that the the launch was botched. That would make sense because I knew a lot, I know a lot of people who who grew yeah. up in Europe did grow up with the Master System, and I was always like, well, why? Why didn't you have a Nintendo? But
0: Yeah, Yeah, I don't know the exact details on that. It was something to do with um, the hardware was uh, botched, and then they released another version that was exactly the same, so you couldn't tell the two apart.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was all a mess. (laughs) But uh, I think Nintendo has a long history of releasing games that, uh, you know, for as much as we we make fun of them, and deservedly so, they, uh, you know, release games that, that end up treading new water and and really pushing the yeah. game forward and i think mario yeah, 64 ended up doing that with 3d games
0: they're sort of yeah, they sort of indelibly mired in their ip but they've <laughs> always innovated on a technical level yeah
1: yeah yeah it is funny because as uh for as lack of an innovation that comes from the actual yeah properties they're making you know the fact that we're still getting mario and metroid and zelda 35 years later um how those games have like absolutely like pushed their respective genres is you know metroidvania being one um
0: i think yeah it's interesting i would take the position that mario 3 was more influential than the original super mario brothers okay that was the first game that introduced uh like hub worlds maps mm-hmm. uh like in game inventories, yeah. all sorts of stuff we sort of take for granted, yeah, in the games these days, yeah, was, yeah, it was a uh, Mario 3 first. yeah,
1: optional like side paths and secret exits and mini games and all that stuff and which again is wild that they laid down the foundation of Mario One and then within the same generation made Mario three. Like, you rarely get that sort of leap from a series. You know, we talk about, like, how the quality of Assassin's Creed 1 jumped to Assassin's Creed 2 or Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 2, but rarely do you get a complete, like, evolution mm. from from one to the next.
0: Well, it happens more often when tech is, like, constantly evolving, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's... Is that... Does it feel like we're getting fewer sort of defining games now, or at, like, a... a, a there's a longer distance between them because people aren't utilising technology to really make these leaps.
0: I do feel like tech's plateaued quite a bit. Yeah, so absolutely. And I think it's less a uh, of... You, you get less of the generation defining that comes from huge leaps in technology, like the leap from 2D to 3D. Mm-hmm. And it's more about uh, more abstract stuff like leaps in... Uh, well, like Dark Souls. It was a leap yeah. in the approach to narrative game design.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it does. Yeah. It is interesting to look at from like from Dark Souls to Elden Ring. It feels like so many of the games were like incremental steps to get here. Um, yeah. like it isn't feels very
0: much, isn't it? Me, is every From Software game getting harder? Just a tangent for a little bit.
1: Uh, I mean, I think, uh, I think personally for me, uh, Sekiro was the hardest one of them, so I think that absolutely peaked in terms of hardness, and I think Dark Souls 1 is probably. The easiest, in my opinion. So yeah, you might be. In, in, <laughs> you, re- you might in be retrospect,
0: yeah, Dark Souls is pretty yeah. easy. I mean, compare, I don't think
1: we thought at the time.
0: Compare how many bosses in Dark Souls are kind of slow and methodical, like the Iron Golem or the Gaping Dragon, and then look at all the bosses in Elden Ring that, constantly leaping around and spazzing about like they're all man's Father of the Abyss.
1: Yeah, and they have like the weird, uh, uh, exaggerated animations. So, like, you think they're gonna swipe immediately, but they actually like pull their hand back for a little bit. And yeah, so they all do the fucking
0: faint up. now, don't they? It's yeah. all about that faint.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that being said, the uh, it, it, they've included more and more options to for help. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Whether that's yeah. Kind like of like the summoning ashes, where you can summon AI buddies, or it's it's even easier to to call in other folks to help you with boss battles, right. or yeah.
0: jellyfish buddy crew represent.
1: Everyone loves those jellyfish.
0: Jellyfish. Like ver- <laughs> jellyfish was a uh, was a much better than basically every other sidekick I found because the jellyfish would just like sit in the corner and pelt the enemy with projectiles, and the yeah. boss would like get would aggro to the jellyfish. And then yeah. I'd pelt the boss from his in his bum, so he'd aggro back to me, and we'd just play <laughs> boss tennis.
1: It's perfect. See, it's perfect. You, you and the jellyfish. Wait till you see the Vati Video Lord video about how the jellyfish is actually like a reincarnation uh, version of your mother. So there you go. Yes,
0: and be... notice all the jellyfish hanging around that castle. Yeah, <laughs> that's just probably some complex law reason for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe absolutely. the jellyfish
0: who's our friend was like the outcast from the jellyfish yeah. gang.
1: Uh, do you think, uh, one of the other topics I was, I was thinking about with this is, uh, like the idea of recency bias, um, which I think happens more in stuff like movies than games, because even I personally, I'll walk out of a theater and be like, oh man, that was incredible. Like, I absolutely love that movie. And then on the car ride home, I'll start being like, well, no, they had some problems and well, now I guess no, this wasn't actually my favorite, like sort of like the more i think about it the more i'm able to to parse out my true feelings whereas with games especially a game like elden ring it's so big and massive that you know it's not just like a single serving thing that that you can have a, a immediate reaction to
0: mm. so that's what that's what cinemas are designed to do aren't they just completely overload your senses so you go out of there going that was a positive experience and then it yeah bleeds through over time yeah, yeah, and then you look
1: back on a movie and you're like, oh, I guess I saw that in theaters, but I actually have very few memories of the movie itself.
0: Yeah, like you go to a comedy show and you come back and tell tell your friends, oh, it was so funny. How had, does had Roland? I was in tears by the end. Yeah. Your friends goes, oh, what sort of things did they say? And you go, oh, I can't remember anything now. I don't remember,
1: but it was a good experience. Maybe it's because yeah. of the drinks or because I had mozzarella sticks at the table, but
0: it was fine. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's uh. Do you as think I say, that- as I say, it'll take time before things yeah. settle, and we see where it falls on the uh, the scale of history. Yeah, because you know, you know, just turning the previously not open world into an open world is a slightly tiresome habit of the AAA industry. It's just about the only like way you can expand a concept in the AAA space these days. So yeah. they, they very rarely, uh, like, s- streamline a game, stake stuff mm-hmm. out, really focus on a positive core experience.
1: Yeah, I guess there's no. I, I wonder if we'll ever see that from a series. Like, do you, if if um, you know it's already silly to be talking about what comes after Elden Ring, but if yeah, my uh,
0: question is, could you see anything that's currently open world going back to a not open world? and then exactly. not, not like getting an immediate backlash about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And is that like if whatever the next thing From does after Elden Ring whether it's another, you know, if we get Bloodborne 2 or if we get a, a an armored core game or if we get Dark Souls 4 and and it goes back to a more linear experience, are people going to be like, "Well, you can't. You can't do that. That's that's going yeah. backwards. That's going like 3D to 2D."
0: Yeah. Because Arkham City, of course, went open world after Arkham Asylum was more of a zelda affair. hmm And in many ways, there was a lot about the Zelda-y approach I preferred to the sandbox approach. It felt a lot more directed. Yep. But, yeah, I couldn't see the series going back.
1: Yeah, that was... Um... That's an interesting example, the the Arkham ones, because that same generation, like I mentioned before, the Uncharted or um, Assassin's Creed, it felt very much like the sequels were uh, more but better. It was better mm-hmm. looking. They played better. They they had better gunplay, better cinematics, and everything. Whereas uh, Arkham Asylum to Arkham City felt like a like dramatic change in thought. Like mm. it, it felt almost as different as like. Um, you know, going from a link to the past to Ocarina Time, it was like a, a different philosophy as a whole.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So I guess we'll, you know, when it comes to to genre defining or generation defining, I guess we'll we'll have to see if there are elements of uh, Elden Ring that that people are are drawing from and and, and cribbing from for years to come. And, I think know. it's
0: just you know the myopic uh, vision of AAA development these days. Uh, they can't really uh, envision a sequel as anything but something that's bigger and better. Because the yeah. example I always like throwing out is Silent Hill Two, which mm-hmm. uh, which was a smaller game than Silent Hill One physically, uh, but was a better game because it focused on things, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the fact that it was jumped from the PS uh, from the PS One to the PS Two probably didn't hurt. Too much, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Because it was like a graphical quantum leap.
1: I am. I'm literally trying to think of an example of of a, of a franchise that has uh, kind of contracted instead yeah, that of went expanded.
0: from a, that went from a huge game to a smaller one in the sequel. Well, Silent yeah. Hill three and four. I don't think Silent Hill three was uh, smaller than Silent Hill two. In turn, some yeah, people like Silent- it. Silent Hill 3 left me a bit cold.
1: Yeah. And Silent Hill 4 was, I mean, literally, like, that entire conceit of the room I thought was really interesting, but... um...
0: Yeah, I think physically, though, it was about the same sort of size as the previous two. Yeah. The whole room was just... Yeah, technically, the whole game takes place in a room, but, you know, you go off on these weird, abstract dream worlds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Chat mentions a, a really good example in my mind. Uh, Resident Evil 6 to 7.
0: Oh, yeah. Resident Evil 6 yeah. was uh, huge in scope. Massive yeah. global threat, multiple campaigns, co-op yeah. focus. And then 7, yeah. just a wee little game about a lost dude in a haunted house. And it was yeah. a million times better. Good yeah. example, yeah. chat.
1: Yeah, that was uh, a, noticed, a couple in a row.
0: Yeah. Note the series has to completely crash and burn before yeah. they'll even consider doing something like that
1: but then it's funny because then we got Resident Evil Village which seemed to be like well let's just we, we could make this a little bit bigger and we can add well, more systems a, and yeah, upgrades just, and merchants
0: that's just the Resident Evil pattern it happened <laughs> yeah. from 1 to 3 it happened from 4 to 6 it'll happen from 7 onwards
1: yeah 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 Chat's also mentioning Final Fantasy that's that's a series that has kind of expanded and contracted at various mm. points in its uh, in its life cycle Final Fantasy 13 felt very linear compared to um, you know 12 and, and 11 and 10 before it
0: yeah so there are examples and Resident Evil is a rare example of that happening in recent times because I don't see that happening with the way everything's set up for bigger better things more hype mm-hmm. always more features yeah which has ended in this thing where every game now is a fucking open world Jiminy Cockthroat with crafting yeah. and collectibles I've been just been writing my Horizon Forbidden West review. You know how we're in we're on pretty bad terms with Sony at the moment? Yeah, we're gonna be perfect, on even worse terms perfect. with Sony after that review. Just just saying that right now.
1: Sony let it be known that uh it was Yahtzee who said that, not me. Granted I have played five hours of Horizon and then Elden Ring came out and I will never go back, so
0: Maybe this me. is the this is the world we live in. Suddenly, we have suddenly we have to talk like we're fucking presenting TV in Stalin era Russia just to say we don't like a game. <laughs> you can say whatever you you cannot not like. I don't
1: think anyone's ever stopped you uh, or me from saying we haven't liked something. So I, I think oh, we're fine. safe when it comes. To you that.
0: did get a little bit cagey there,
1: though. I was joking. Okay. Somebody didn't send me anything. I don't have anything to gain from it. Okay. I bought the game with my own money.
0: <laughs> well, I apologize on sony's behalf yes
1: thank you i appreciate you apologizing for for john c sony (sighs) um that that being said i do still think I, i i i think uh you're underselling the elven ring by calling it just open world because i think there's a lot of things it does that um
0: well if you're on of that view i'd recommend watching my extra punctuation video this week which that. will be on the subject of how Elden Ring's open world is an exception in the uh, the general standard of open worlds today. Well, there we go. And it's funny that the phrase just open world can be said without a blink. I mean, open worlds are supposed to be a huge impressive thing. Mm-hmm. They blew everyone's minds when they first came out. But now yeah. we see just how mundane they are. We have to clarify when we say it's an open world, but don't worry, it's not shit like open world generally is these days yeah it's amazing yeah. how we've gotten to that point
1: yeah it's 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 crazy how so many times when it's something announces that it's going open world like my eyes gloss over and yeah like, okay there's a new far cry and i'll put five hours into it and then completely forget about it for the rest of my life
0: all right shall we go super chats we're probably overdue to go super chats
1: yeah that sounds good i think so we got a bunch of people watching now over uh, almost 12 1200 Thanks,
0: folks. Oh, they're all trying to get my opinions on Elden Ring early. Well, if you're new to the podcast, this is the bit where we read out super chats. So if you think we've been ignoring super chats up until now, not so. We've been saving them for this bit, mm-hmm. which has been lasting longer and longer lately. But you know, it's all money. It's all good.
1: Money's good. Yeah, that is money. Yeah. Last week, you and Jack went in like overtime, but the money kept coming in. So
0: yeah. Well, what, what can you do? Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I guess it's a good problem to have
1: It is, yeah, that's true It would be really sad if we got to the question thing and then we we, we were like 20 minutes shy because we didn't have enough questions to say That'd be sad
0: My new headset, like my old headset used to like play uh, the things that I'm saying into the mic and play them yeah. through the headset but uh, this one doesn't so it's slightly disorienting not to hear my own voice
1: Bluetooth has failed us once again.
0: Okay, let's let's start reading out them super chats. Mm-hmm. Starting with Ray Zach, w- who gave ten US dollars before the stream even began, to say currently playing as a wretch, and I absolutely love the game. Thankfully, I found pants early, so my hubby will stop making noise when I climb ladders in my banana hammock. <laughs> that camera zoom is on point. Yeah. Um, I well, we don't know what specific noise your hubby was making. I'm going to guess it was something like this. Thanks for the money, Razak. Thank you.
1: Yes, and the Wretch, I believe the Wretch is like the level one character that has no stats and is just like a yeah, naked yeah. The, Neanderthal caveman.
0: Yeah, every Souls game has to have one. Gotta for love the, the For the mad skill-challenged player. Yeah. Uh, Henry14356 gives $1.99 US to say Super Chat. Yeah. It's, it That's certainly was, Henry14356. <laughs> I hope the person who looks after you doesn't mind you spending their money, Henry14356. <laughs> James Maddox gives five British pounds to say, yeah, so you said in his EP you enjoyed the Horatio Hornblower books. Should they be read in publication order or chronological order? Thanks. Well, I would say chronological order... But mainly because that's how I first read them, where, where he's yet to follow his whole career trajectory from seasick midshipman to commander of the British fleet.
1: Yeah, it seems like you'd want to follow his story like that, not yeah. be jumping around.
0: Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah, uh, Adam Davis gives five US dollars to say, can open world games that are well-designed stroke organic as Elden Ring stroke Breath of the Wild become just as oversaturated as, say, Ubisoft open worlds? Well. Possibly not because it requires more work. And things tend not to oversaturate if it requires more work to do it.
1: Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, by mentioning sort of, there's games that do a Breath of the Wild-ish thing, like um, the, the Ubisoft uh, oh, um, uh Mortal's oh, Phoenix Rising. Oh, that's what I
0: was about to say.
1: Yeah, which um you It escaped
0: me for a moment. Shows how fucking forgettable <laughs> it was, I suppose.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um but where and where or Genshin Impact, like you said, but where those feel very much like, well, it's just like trace over Breath of the Wild. Um this game seems to sort of understand some of the uh underlying philosophy that made Breath of the Wild so good.
0: I hope someone's keeping but track does, of the but member But doesn't chat. have a paraglider. Doesn't
1: have a paraglider, so. Oh yeah, well. Uh, can't be a genre Zero
0: for you out know. of ten. Why does every game have a grappling hook now? I was playing Shadow oh. Warrior three. They made a fucking joke about it. They're great. They're so good, though. I'm going off them. I'm getting grappling hook fatigue.
1: No, never. No one can be fatigued from grappling hooks. They're wonderful. I hope
0: someone's keeping track of the member chats I'm... I'm
1: trying to. I I have them. I have one up. And I'll, I'll yell it out when we get there, but we have not okay. gotten there yet. Okay.
0: <clears throat> uh, Lee Drummond gives two US dollars to say, is this going to be spoiler-free? I'm Oot. Yeah, everyone wants to talk about Elden Ring now, don't they? Yeah. Everyone well, wants no, to cheat, they... cheat. Please tell me what to think about this game everyone's talking about so I can join yeah. in the conversations with my peers. Well, you'll have it's to funny, come you... back tomorrow, asshole. And
1: even then, you're not going to be, like, spoiling the nonsense out of it.
0: Well, no, because I only played like 12 hours of it. More of a, like, you know, first impressions review, I suppose.
1: Yeah. And, like, story wise, I can't, I couldn't spoil the story for Elden Rings. I'm not 100% sure what's happening. Yeah. Found a game with a bunch of bugs. Yeah, it's always hard to spoil,
0: always hard to spoil the stories from software games because they don't tell you it.
1: Yeah. The only spoiler is that neither of us have found the loathsome Dung Eater yet. So, that's a bummer.
0: Yeah, shame. Looking forward yeah. to that. We'll get there. Mr. Arms' Legs gives five Canadian dollars to say, as someone who missed out on Shadow of the Colossus, is Elden Ring the closest to it? No. That no. fucking game I reviewed a while back, Pray for the Gods, probably the closest thing to Shadow of the Colossus yeah. lately. We,
1: we, yeah, we've talked about it a few times, how Pray for the Gods, Pathless, and Solar Ash are three games recently um, that all feel very Shadow of the Colossus-y. Mm. the thing about Shadow of the colossus is it's very lonely and elden ring doesn't feel as lonely you're, you're always doing no no something.
0: you're full of things trying to murder you yeah no yeah. Sh- no shortage of company no not at all just go down the beach and say hi to the giant crabs
1: yeah also if your horse dies in elden ring it just comes back when you come back whereas like that moment your horse spoilers yeah. falls do down a cliff and shout the colossus is
0: do you ever use horse healing items I don't care no. about my horse. <laughs> I got like a hundred million raisins in my inventory, yeah. and I, I never really found a point where it made sense to use them.
1: If there was, uh, there's no uh, one. One weird thing is I haven't found any sort of like customization for the horse yet. Like I can't change the horse's name or how it looks or like put a cool like saddle on it.
0: Um, hey, so where's, where's have... the horse armor from software?
1: Uh, that's what I'm saying. In 15 years, we've somehow went from. Why, like, what the fuck is this horse armor? To where the fuck is the horse armor? So,
0: that's how that train does. This was yes. your fault, AAA games <laughs> industry. Uh, Scavenger gives ten US dollars and says, "Marty got it. Can't trust review if I think a fan of the genre stroke series wrote it. If I'm new to it, try telling someone who's never seen a Spider-Man movie why they should see No Way Home." Quite. Yeah, I mean that kind of yeah, goes I back am... to
1: like, who is a review for? is a review for a person who's already interested in the thing or for someone who doesn't even know the thing exists.
0: Yeah, I'm biased as all buggery when it comes to Soulsy games. Yeah. Uh, and even as a long-term fan of Souls likes I think Elden Ring was a bit hard early on. Yeah. So for newcomers it's going to, you know, smash them into paste, I assume. Rest in peace. Uh, Krashnikov gives 20 Swedish krona to say promoting the group password escapist.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah, I don't know if uh, you probably weren't playing online. Uh, I don't know if you were playing online in in your review build. Well,
0: I uh, couldn't because I was playing it on the escapist communal Steam account. Steam which was the only Same. one that had the review copy, so I couldn't play online. So I don't know how really? much the online experience changes. And I had to solo all the bosses, probably why it seemed really hard.
1: That is true. That's You, you didn't get to partner up with a loathsome of some Dung Eater. No. Uh, but yeah, you can, uh, I haven't even dabbled that much in the online stuff, but I know there's a way to, if, I guess, yeah, I'll look into that. But there you go, Escapist, our password. We can, all, a... we can all find the Dung Eater together.
0: Anyway, real soulsy players always solo the bosses.
1: Oh, that's bullshit! Real Souls player. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a real Souls player, and I wait in the corner until the
0: boss gets stuck
1: on something, and I just pelt it with uh, my glintstone pebbles. Huh. Perfect. Yeah,
0: I, you can't beat that adrenaline and satisfying feeling from that I got from beating that Ginger Wolf in Elden Ring.
1: A ginger
0: Wolf. Yeah, that Ginger Wolf was kicking my ass, but then I just huh. like uh, decided on the best approach, got stuck in, and then like. It was like I'd, like, entered the zone. Yeah, and you, I was just you channeled like, your inner zone.
1: Nick Calandra.
0: And I was dodging and smashing and jump attacking and I killed it and it didn't even yeah. seem yeah. that hard. And I was like, why can't I be in this mode for the last 19 attempts?
1: I have a, uh, a one, my summon, my go-to summon is a uh, this headless, uh, like a headless warrior and he's way overpowered. And so I just, I summon him in boss battles and he kills the boss and I just, I pelt it with, Quint Stone Pebbles, and I feel good afterwards. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's my muscle. Uh,
0: Zaratha gives 10 Brazilian real, I believe, to say, while I was saving my Soulsborne virginity for Bloodborne on Steam, let me dream, damn it, Elden Ring does look interesting. Which FS game do you think is best to jump and end this virginity? Ah, original Dark Souls. Because yep. in retrospect, it's a lot more forgiving than most of the dark souls that came after it
1: yeah uh that being said i think i might if you have a ps4 i might say bloodborne um i know a lot of people whose uh bloodborne was their first from game and it it has sort of more aggressive actiony tendencies yeah, it requires more a different a,
0: it requires a different approach to dark souls combat so i'm not sure yeah. if it's a good introduction to dark souls as a whole not much shielding in Bloodborne. Shielding is very no. important in Dark Souls. In Bloodborne, it's just about sticking in, getting stuck in, and spazzing out.
1: Yeah. I thought shielding was important, and then I watched Nick play the game, and he just doesn't have a shield, and I, I think he's insane, but then he kills everything quickly, so what do I know?
0: I go back and forth in Elden Ring, at least. Because usually I like to play a very roly focused build. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes... Yeah, you need also the there's a lot of. If you're dealing with a lot of projectiles, yeah, then a shield is a smart option.
1: There's also a lot of caves and dark places, and I really like the lighting that the torch gives off. So I always have a torch in my left hand instead of a shield. And then I'll just get mm. hit by an arrow and be like, "Well, shit."
0: I, I just my I just turned up the gamma on my video card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, you lied when it said to to change the brightness to right when you could see the symbol.
0: Well I might have done, but there wasn't a gamma test for Elden Ring on PC. So I was looking I for one because I wanted to no turn the brightness. Test. I wanted to turn the brightness up. I ended up having to go straight to my like, NVIDIA settings.
1: Lazy Miyazaki. Uh
0: Mitchell Emery gave us one seventy nine British pound to say it's Shrove Tuesday, art, so UK or US pancakes. Um what? I guess I've I would gravitate to the more cakey US style of pancake. I mean... What's, the, uh,
1: what's a UK pancake?
0: UK pancake, I'd say, is closer in spirit to the French crepe.
1: Hmm, gotcha. It's
0: just a little bit thinner. You eat it with lemon and sugar and stuff. Okay. A little bit more rubbery. In, Sounds, in the US, Tuesday, pancakes are generally like, you know, they're cakes. They're, yeah. They're cakey things.
1: Is, uh, is Tuesday like a big pancake? Is that a pancake thing? Is Shrove
0: that like Tuesday pancake? is pancake day. Traditionally, okay. in the UK, you eat pancakes on Shrove Tuesday. Hell yeah. I'm not entirely sure why. Doesn't matter. It's a, any reason's a good reason. Ocean Ray gives ten SAR to say yards Please raise your volume. Well, shit. How is think- this?
1: Oh no, too loud. Uh, I think we fixed it because I think my volume was too loud. Right. But I got right. I got a message and I lowered mine a while ago, so I think we're I think we're good now. Hopefully.
0: Um, Obi Wan Dahomey <laughs> gives a. Uh, <laughs> well, just reading it out doesn't do it justice because half of that name was like letters and uh letters and symbols <laughs> and misplaced capitals.
1: I would not have been able to read that out. I would have been like
0: Obi-Wan da Hot Mike. Uh no. gave us 499 US and says, What game have you both played that has the most interesting game mechanic? Not best mechanic, just one that made you sit up on the couch and go burr. That's
1: I mean that's really hard. I feel like that's like a that's a topic for an entire episode. Like standout yeah. mechanics,
0: in, individual mechanic. Um, yeah. Boom. I mean, we mentioned
1: the nemesis system before. That's that's a thing that that really impressed me. I liked like killing mm. like Ulik the Urukai, and then a half an hour later, he'd come back and have like an arrow in his eye and yell at me, and we'd fight again. I thought that was, I was
0: nice. drawn. I was always drawn specifically to web swinging as a traversal mechanic, which I yeah. remember, uh, made me play the original Spider-Man 2 game on the PlayStation 2 many, many, many times over. Yeah. Just to get through the frankly lame story campaign and boss fights and just mess around just in open around. world mode forever and ever.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, now we have Insomniac Spider-Man and that's just web swinging is wonderful in that. I also, there's like standout, the, there was the both Dishonored 2 and Titanfall 2 had the, the, the single time travel levels. Yeah, it's weird. I that was quite a
0: bit. It's weird how both of them did that.
1: Yeah, I think they came out like the same year, which is yeah, or maybe well, a year at the apart, same time. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't steal from each other. So strange.
0: Well, that happens, doesn't it? That's sort of like uh, where studios spy on each other. That's why, yeah. you know, you get two very similar films coming out around the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Or yeah, Ants Bugs Life and, Bugs and Life. Ants, yeah, Madagascar
0: yeah. and whatever the other one was.
1: Oh yeah, what was that other one? Wasn't good.
0: Uh, probably that was the one that was being made first. And then DreamWorks spied on it, hur- hurried out Madagascar, and that's the only one in- people remember now.
1: Genius. Absolutely genius.
0: Uh, Mid- Michael Broadman um, oh, gives 10 US also, dollars.
1: Oh, I was going to say, we got to our first... You, you do this one, but then we got to the uh, uh, a member comment, okay. so I'll read that after.
0: Michael Broadman gives 10 US dollars to say, I consider Street Fighter 2 generation defining, as it set the standard of fighting games, even though it's just a sequel. Similarly, Elden Ring's impact may be more about how it's received than any gameplay. Yeah, maybe just a sequel, but who the fuck remembers Street Fighter One these days?
1: Yeah, and Street Fighter One was like a a, a real mess. If you want to talk about yeah. like a sequel, uh, a building upon the original, that might be uh, Street Fighter Two might be the prime example of that. Yeah, absolutely, generation defining, and not only in terms of like the genre of game, but also like the the '90s boom in arcades. Um, mm. Yeah,
0: almost you could almost argue that it set off the competitive gaming sphere as well. It, Street absolutely,
1: 90s. absolutely, yeah. And then that that led the way for Mortal Kombat, which all the the Pearl Clutchers got mad at. So I think yes. uh, Street yes. Fighter, yeah, got the ball rolling on a whole lot throughout the '90s and, and onwards. Yes.
0: A hugely influential game. Yep. Adam uh, Davis. Sorry. Oh, well, oh yes. No, oh, yeah. no do, do yours. Do yours. <laughs>
1: Mine's quick. Uh, Storm Templar, been a member for seven months, said, "Would Elden Ring? uh What would Elden Ring have been without Breath of the Wild?" And I think we kind of answered that in our conversation. That uh, it feels like. It it took a lot of the blueprint from Breath of the Wild in a good way.
0: Yeah. So yeah. We, we probably wouldn't have had Elden Ring, or not least something very much yeah. not like it, mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for Breath of the Wild. Great. Uh, Adam Davis gives 10 Dollar dollars to say, do you think Elden Ring being an open-world game is indeed from Soft attempting to make the game more accessible to players normally intimidated by Dark Souls, or was it their original intended design? Well, if the idea was to get it more accessible to players... Who didn't quite get into Dark Souls? Then that was they probably shouldn't have had the very first boss smash you into paste. <laughs> just saying, yeah. Uh,
1: no, I, I don't. I, I don't think it was them trying to get a bigger audience. Like I, I, I think they're at a point. I don't think they care.
0: No, I just think, um, um, as I say, you, going to open world is like the inevitability for yeah. AAA franchises these days. Just because it's about the only real physical innovation left to do.
1: Yeah, so if, uh, yeah, when you think, of, and I'm sure those developers who've been working on, you know, relatively linear games for the past 15 years or so wanted something new in and in a challenge, and, you know, turning yeah. it into an open world is definitely that challenge.
0: Yeah, and the series was had sort of open-worldy bits up to that point. You yeah, the, you yeah. can see the pattern emerging. Like uh yeah, the, even, the, the, the whole forest in Bloodborne or Yeah,
1: the, uh, or even starting off uh uh you know from the Firelink Shrine in Dark Souls and being like, "Well, do I go down to the catacombs or go do I go down to the New Londo ruins or do okay, I go yeah, that to was the one more place open?" Where won't
0: that was more open in the Metroidvania sense, more yeah. uh, sprawling paths rather than open meadow. But as yeah, i say there were yeah. bits Usually they'd be individual bits of the game that would have, like, the yeah. go-anywhere meadow. Like the swamp in, in on Blighttown.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Sekiro, I think, has a lot. Like, that definitely felt like a, a half-step yeah. towards this.
0: Uh, yeah, lots of areas that basically, like, contained sandboxes. Mm. Uh, Scavenger gives five US dollars and says, there's an interesting article on The Gamer where they ask industry people what their defining games of last gen were. And Swerry picked Splatoon. Interesting. Well, that's sweary for you.
1: Uh, Splatoon is massively popular in Japan. Like, uh, it didn't it didn't really make like a huge splash. No pun intended in uh, <laughs> states, but like, holy moly, is it like culturally popular in Japan?
0: Interesting. Yeah, it does seem to have be uh, infused with that urban feel
1: yeah, of fashion like a- and. and yeah, music, yeah.
0: Sort of urban feel of a Persona 5 or a Yakuza game. Yeah. But you can't kiss
1: like the other Squid Kids like you can in Persona, so I don't care.
0: Well, something to think about for the next one, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, Will Cooling gives two British pounds and says, last non-Nintendo JP, JP game that's defined a generation.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think Fortnite, I think uh, in terms of multiplayer, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, again, like it or not, but hmm. I feel like they it very much defined things. Um GTA
0: 3. Hmm. Uh Nicholas Hansen gives 499 US and says, has there ever been a generation defining game that didn't have a huge marketing campaign and just kind of showed up out of nowhere? Maybe Undertale? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well that had a bit of well, it wasn't really marketing, but he like put out like an alpha version, so it built up some like profile before the full release
1: yeah kind of like indie marketing
0: yeah i think pretty much everything like indie that became huge had a sort of progressive release minecraft springs to mind yeah 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 minecraft that's a
1: other great example games that redefine genres
0: um
1: Hmm. yeah i I think those are probably two it just seems like everything AAA now has a big budget and a big marketing campaign so it's it's hard to think of like a a big game you kind of have to go to the indie space
0: Yeah, usually if a big publisher game comes out with very little marketing, it's because they're trying to hide it. Because yeah. they secretly know <laughs> that it's shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase Burns in the chat mentioned Stardew Valley, which is interesting because that's like, it, it built upon things that came before it, like Harvest Moon and, and yeah. sort of uh, life simulators, but then just absolutely exploded. And now it feels like every other indie game we get has some element of... Uh, study valley, Stardew valley.
0: didn't study valley have some variety of early access to it because i remember seeing like some old screenshots of it where all the character profile pictures were not final mm-hmm. well i, I think know.
1: yeah i can't remember that yeah
0: also like that has like constant content updates ever since it came out yeah uh, but Alex Beatty gives five British pounds to say evening gentlemen on my way back from a job interview I probably bombed but this podcast is bringing me a modicum of joy cheers well you don't know that Alex Beatty maybe they uh, were secretly throwing you questions they expected you to fail and now they will hire you for your honesty yeah
1: I thought you did great Alex I was in the room for that one and I thought you were excellent
0: I thought you could maybe have dressed better
1: Post yeah, depressions
0: important, Alex. I mean, what well, the hell were you? I mean, what were you thinking, Jesus?
1: And you sneezed and you didn't cover your mouth, which was gross. And this is a pandemic, so you should have been a little more thoughtful. But um, other than that, bang up job.
0: Yeah, learn from it going forward. Yeah, you
1: also cried at the end. Don't do that during the job interview. Yeah, no, yeah. don't don't show them your tears.
0: Lookins gives five Brazilian reels. Seems we have a lot of viewers in Brazil. Who says, Yahtzee scared the shit out of me. Had the tab on the background. Also finally caught this live. Well done you, (laughs) ins.
1: He just started screaming all of a sudden from the computer.
0: Uh, Lennon Rich gives five British pounds to say, A huge thanks for all the amazing content over the years. I'm ordering pizza and paralyzed by decision. What would you recommend? Get ham and pineapple. Oh, wow.
1: The, uh, it's a bold. For, fortune favors the bold when it comes to pizza.
0: Sweet and salty, classic combo. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about this pizza place near where I live that does ham and pineapple and mandarin segments? Ooh, Ooh
1: That fun. sounds. I think, oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be good.
0: No, it's not good. I mean, because the mandarin segments just get all the flavor cooked out of them. It's just
1: just get so a little extra, what, just having a little... little
0: extra bit of flap on the top of your pizza that doesn't taste oh. of anything.
1: That doesn't sound good at all. You don't want anything involving flap with your food.
0: No. Extra flap. <laughs> Jesus. B.S. Marsh gives five U.S. dollars to say Elden Ring is the From Software remastered CD box set. Not new, but everything is in one place. Better and prior technical or financial limits are gone. Tell you what, I was I did think playing Elden Ring is that a lot of it seems to be like mashups of ideas from previous Soulsy games. Yeah, like a lot of the boss fights feels like X meets Y. Absolutely, yeah. Like um, that Moony lady mm-hmm. feels like um, Deacons of the Deep meets the uh, Fool's Idol from Demon Souls.
1: Yeah, yeah, both yeah, both the the two phases of it. Um, yeah, yeah. It it. I even uh, I I did a a video bef- uh, when we were playing the network test back in November, and I said it feels like FromSoft's greatest hits. And yeah. I don't mean that pejoratively, but yeah, if you're familiar with their other games, you're going to get to areas and you're going to see bosses and you're going to be like, Oh, this reminds me of X.
0: I was go, I went into it expecting it a little more like sort of tweaking of the formula, the way bloodborne and Sekiro did. But I was surprised it was just pretty much just straight dark souls again.
1: Yeah. Very much dark souls three. Yeah. And there's like little elements, like the stealth feels a little bit like a light Sekiro and everything. You gotta have
0: stealth. You gotta have his asking about in a bush it comes with the format. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh math demigod gives seven us dollars to say nothing as in the word nothing just to sort of confuse us all that's really you the person who designed the who's on first mini game from keep talking nobody explodes
1: that was a great game
0: probably not but same energy that'd be amazing Charles M. in the chat says Moon Lady was cool. I heartily disagree. So oh, Moon v- Lady was great. I thought it was a terrible boss fight and I hated it.
1: Oh, well.
0: But I'll get into that in my review tomorrow. <gasps> Ooh, little nuggets. You dropped a little nugget. Uh, the Max 80Z gives five euro to say, just wanted to thank the Escapists for all the great content recently. P.S. Yahtzee, I love the books and can't wait for the next one. Well, you might be waiting a long time. Said they can't haven't even wait. Star- haven't even started the next one. Fucking babies in the house.
1: They can't wait. You're making them wait and they can't. <coughs>
0: <clears throat> Where was I? Ethan Bell gives one ninety nine US to say finding an illusion wall 15 hours in was devastating. In what yeah. way was it devastating?
1: I mean, it's it's pretty pretty par for the course. And also, if you're playing online now, um, there's just messages in front of the walls, and so they're not, they're not very surprising anymore. If you see like three messages in front of a wall, either it's an illusory wall or it's just a sick goof that made you hit the wall. And then the message is like, "Lol."
0: Well, I was so, playing offline, so I didn't find any illusory walls. Wop wop. Uh, Doran Grossman Naples. Great name, by the way. Give us five US dollars to say, it's a good thing patents weren't around when humans discovered oxygen. Else we'd be shelling out $50 a month for Star Fox branded lungs. Ah. If you say so.
1: I'd also probably buy Star Fox branded lungs.
0: For being real. Would they be external lungs? Because otherwise, what's the point?
1: Yeah, I guess you, you want to show them off. Also, would it just be like fox? Like, would I have to breathe through like fox lungs? Which I imagine. Every time you
0: breathe, every time you breathe through your nose, it makes a sound like the Star Fox theme tune.
1: That could be good. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, Bullseye, Bullseye Hun gives one thousand huffs. Oh, I remember this one. I think it's Hungarian Florence. Oh, and he just says so. Literally (laughs) says Hungarian Florence. Thank you, Bullseye Hun. (laughs) Poor Horizon. Not enough that it is open world with crafting. It also kept Yahtzee away from Elden Ring. Well, it wasn't Horizon specifically. Like, the job kept me away from Elden Ring. Yeah. And also the babies. Yeah. I'll probably try it, to play it on the like the living room console when the babies are in bed. For uh, the next two years. The way I played Persona you're, 5. Her, you're talking about well, Elden Ring, not Horizon. Yeah, yeah Elden Ring.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna actually ask you if you continue to, like, if you're gonna play Elden Ring traditionally, so yeah,
0: nice to hear I, it. Yeah, I guess I might as well do that now since it's out properly. I got, yeah, a, it I, is. got my old, I keep my old PS4 in my living room because I've got a PS five in the office now. So I guess mm-hmm. I'll play the PS4 version.
1: There you go. Apparently, which at launch ran better than the PS five version. Like it ran at a more consistent frame rate, which huh.
0: I was expecting city load times. Yeah. I remember when I Bloodborne first came out on PS4. <laughs> Bloody oh my hell. god
1: those were awful it was like a yeah. minute it was like true punishment for for dying in that game
0: yeah also it's
1: it. it's like really bad luck for horizon that the first one released five days before breath of the wild and then this one released five days before <laughs> elden like so what a, like
0: what yeah it's almost like they're deliberately doing that shit yeah they're just they're cursed Zaratha gives two Brazilian reals and says, "And the money keeps coming. It sure does." Zaratha, oh, no No adjectives gives five dollars and says, "Does the game have to be innovative to be genre-defining?" We well, we went over that. People call yeah. Dark Souls defining, but it was a refinement of ideas from Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Well, which in
1: turn was a refinement of some ideas from Kingsfield.
0: So, well, I suppose, but yeah. you know, Dark Souls innovated by having like a big, sprawling world rather than hub-based levels.
1: Yeah, none of that nexus nonsense for
0: us. Yeah, et cetera. Uh, Will Cooling gives two British pounds and says, "Could you refresh Mario with new plots stroke enemies?" Well, not really. Mario because yeah. Mario is just a brand, isn't it? Might yeah. Might as well just make a different mascot platformer, make ukulele or something.
1: Oh, that's no. <laughs> Don't do ukulele. <laughs> I didn't like that one. Uh, but Mario, Mario tends to. Um, try to throw in, like, a big wrench in the formula, whether it's the uh, the flood pack from Sunshine or doing the little, you know, galaxies in Galaxy or or the, the gappy mechanic yeah. in
0: Odyssey. The forcefully overpowering the free will of the enemies in yeah. Odyssey.
1: Yeah, really messed up. Slightly Mario's nightmarish. A bad, a bad dude.
0: Manav Svidaran gives 100 Indian rupees and says, dropping some money because I want attention. Well, you got it, Manav Sudaran. Looking forward to starting Elden Ring after my exams end this week. Wish me luck, thanks. Good luck, Manav Sudaran. Good luck
1: in Elden Ring, but not good luck on the exams.
0: Yeah, we hope you fail.
1: Yeah, your donation was only worth good luck towards one thing.
0: Meister Kleister Heist Air gives five euros and says, Yahtzee, what were some of the bosses stroke sections you got stuck at or had trouble with in Elden Ring? Well, Um... As I I said, I kind of ran into a difficulty wall when I got to the first boss, but I think that was intentional, you know? I think that was the game saying, don't go straight to the first boss, go off-road. I know the game says, go straight to the first boss, but we were lying. Don't trust us.
1: Yeah, it feels very much like them, like, sort of teaching a lesson.
0: Yeah, I think every time you get stuck in Elden Ring, that's probably because that's Elden Ring trying to tell you something yeah in my experience because whenever i got stuck i was like oh maybe i'll just try a different path and usually mm-hmm. like whole new worlds of things to explore would find some much more suitable for my current level of weapon upgrade
1: yeah and it does feel really good to come back to something that was giving you trouble like five to ten hours later and all of a sudden you're leveled up and and it's not yeah. too tough anymore mm. a nice sense of accomplishment
0: uh, Daniel Thron gives five US dollars and says open world is like the trend of making Marvel movies three hours long. It's to justify the $20 ticket price. It's an eight pound plate of spaghetti for 15 bucks. Well, you're spaghetti. probably not far off there, Daniel Thron.
1: That is so much spaghetti.
0: Also, Abby... do you know the new
1: Batman is three hours?
0: <sighs> yeah, you know, I, know, I, I, I got my
1: tickets for tomorrow and it's three goddamn
0: hours long. Yeah, I saw Darren's review, actually. I wanted to know how they pulled off the Riddler. Because I like really? the Riddler as a character.
1: Apparently pretty well. Darren seemed to like it.
0: Well, he's pretty different to previous depictions of the Riddler. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a whole like seven John Doe serial killer kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's the vibe, apparently, yeah. going for. I don't know, maybe I'll watch it. Don't really watch movies, but if well, it's a sure good it's Riddler.
1: Three goddamn hours. Do you like the Jim Carrey Riddler? No. Okay. Just, Just ask.
0: This. Paul Dano is playing the Riddler. He was like, "Yes, uh, the dude in uh, There Will Be Blood." I was just watching great, the though, I was just watching the end scene of There Will Be Blood on YouTube today because every oh now my God, and again, the alley? <laughs> so Yeah, it's always fun every now and again to go back and watch that scene again.
1: Yeah, yeah, Daniel Lewis, he's so good?
0: Yeah. Uh, where are we? Avi Rivera gives 999 US. To say, you got to catch another live stream. ER has been a lot of fun just exploring the world. Elden Ring, presumably, not Emergency Room. FromSoft seems to have nailed a good balance with combat and open world. Who'd have thought it would work? Well, FromSoft thought it would work. It did. And I like to think they've earned uh, a certain benefit of the doubt when it comes to judgment. Judging what works in a game and what doesn't.
1: Like I said, if Dark Souls 2 is the worst thing they've made in the last 15 years, then they're doing pretty well.
0: Jonathan John Motor Gave us $20, and says, Longtime fan, love your work. I'm already 20 hours into Elden Ring and can't seem to put it down. Every failure is just motivation to get back at it, and as always, thank you. Yeah, You're yeah. You're welcome, John. Thanks for fanboying at us. BS Marsh gives $2, and says, Shrove Tuesday is for eating junk food before Lend.
1: Kay. Oh, Shrove Tuesday is a specific Tuesday. It's not just every Tuesday. yeah. Gotcha. I thought every Tuesday was pancake day. I didn't realize. No, that just would just be weird.
0: Who eats one specific food on every Tuesday? Besides, uh, people it... like tacos.
1: In uh, Wisconsin, uh, the big thing here are fish Fridays, and so on Fridays, everyone has fr- fried fish. So,
0: hmm. there you
1: go. Wisconsin's weird, though. So,
0: uh, must be nice to be in a city on water.
1: <laughs> womp
0: womp. Uh, goo underscore gives five euros and says, "Even in its own lane, I still can't see AAA in the same way in a post Half-Life Alex world. I feel we'll be going downhill for a bit." Thoughts? Well, I'm not uh, sure
1: what they mean by post Half-Life Alex world.
0: Well, I think they're saying that Half-Life Alex was mind-blowingly innovative and uh, mm-hmm. quantum leap for games. Yeah, and now absolutely nothing is following in its wake.
1: Yeah, but it was mind-blowing in a quantum leap forward for a very, very small amount of people who could experience it. Um, Yeah, it's VR. Yeah. Uh So I think that's enough. Why'd you say, uh uh-oh,
0: what happened? I was was trying to refresh the uh, monetization page and it just said something went wrong. Oh, no. But I still got my chat No, I got it. It's working now. Okay, good. Oh, blimey, there's loads more. (laughs) Abdel Corrales gives five Brazilian reels and says, Hey, Yahtzee, how's Starstruck Vagabond going? It's going very nicely, thank you. Trying to work on it whenever I can. I'm working on the critical path plot at the moment. At the moment, I'm working on a new gameplay threat that will strike in the second act of the game. That will uh, be something along the lines of the asteroid belts and the dust storms, but a different thing. I felt I needed some kind of escalation for the second act. Don't worry, I'm not future creeping. This was all planned. Uh, Storm Templar gives two US dollars and says, Moon lady is best lady, send in the cuckoo knights. I disagree.
1: Moon lady is best lady. She's got a cool egg.
0: Bloody moon lady. lady. I like when
1: people talk about From Games, like they sound literally insane. Like you're talking yeah. about like the red, the red dog, and the moon lady,
0: yeah, and bloody cancer monster in that dungeon near the start of the game. That's I think there's a lot. That yeah, I've met
1: several cancer monsters.
0: <laughs> they have to fight in like a broom closet, and it mm-hmm. just jumps off a wall and eats you. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, Gecko gamer gives five euros and says, "Do you think that Breath of the Wild made the flaws of previous open worlds obvious?" Well, it was a different approach, really. I think what it exposed is that open worlds have sort of gravitated over time to, uh, in, its, in their constant pursuit of innovation and new features, to a sort of overly cluttered mess, the sort of thing I refer to as Jiminy Cockthroat, mm-hmm. which, especially Ubisoft sandboxes, they feel more like single-player MMORPGs these days, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100% they sort of lost touch with what an open quotes sandbox is supposed to be as in something where you can literally go anywhere straight away yeah, and do anything you like.
1: Yeah. And instead it just feels like a a, a giant list of chores just vomited all over you.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like an MMO, just, you know, a a busy work map.
1: Yeah. I think breath of the wild understood the, the, like sort of the, the power of discovery, which was yeah. something that they were going for even from the original Legend of Zelda. And I think that power of discovery is also something Elden Ring taps into, which is why I like
0: it so yeah. much. Simple surface mechanics and then just bottomless depth. There you go. Uh p- Josh, you would this is also a subject that comes up in my extra punctuation this week, by the way. Oh well there you go. Check, check that out. Joshua David gives 35 South African Uh Rand. Yeah, I'm remembering all of them now. Yeah, this is incredible. To say, are either of you planning to play the upcoming 3D Kirby game? I think it looks delightful and fun. Well, obviously I'll be playing it if nothing else worth reviewing comes out.
1: I'm very excited for it. Kirby can eat a car and become a car and he looks very messed up when he becomes a car. Um, My my wife likes Kirby
0: games. She made me play Kirby's Epic Yarn on stream back in the day
1: that was a really that was a delightful game yeah i love kirby i think kirby's great yeah i don't think this game's gonna change my life but i'm I'm excited to to go eat some stuff
0: my my eldest kid who's like two now found my old like kirby's epic yarn uh box in the shelf Mm -hmm. and she keeps handing it to me thinking it's a book that i can read to her so the other (laughs) so i just had to read the manual to her and
1: Incredible. Uh,
0: explaining throughout that this isn't actually a book
1: maybe that'll become um, their favourite book
0: the I, think she's, no, I think she's gone off it after I did that <laughs> not really interested in the button mapping diagrams yeah <laughs> uh, Oh, there's still loads Spike Bebop gives $5 to say Elden Ring is the best collection from past from software titles, yes we already said that although probably after you sent that super chat that so is true. That, we thanks for, to exposing, thanks that for exposing that flaw in this system. Yeah. Michael Welch gives four ninety nine US and says, been a huge fan for over a decade, can't wait for the Elden Ring review. Well, you'll have to wait at least <sighs> another 24 hours. Yes. Because that's when it comes out. Dave DeBlanc gives 5 Canadian dollars and says, I guess it's time for Gramps to buy a Zimmer frame. Well, fuck you, Dave DeBlanc. They're already making a new Pokemon game. When was Sword and Shield released? I'm growing old, can't keep up. Well, got to keep churning got to keep churning out the po- pokemons it's the yeah best. it's crazy
1: we're going to get 3 pokemon game in a single year that's a lot of pokemon
0: is it still yeah. nintendo's biggest money spinner pokemon gotta uh, i got to assume so
1: imagined, yeah yeah but i mean they don't keep like all the money like it's a joint venture with the pokemon company which is
0: <laughs> game freak
1: game freak and all that nonsense yeah but uh mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they announced the new one. It looks like it takes place in like Spain or like a, a Spain-inspired location.
0: They're gonna have run out of real-life locations to be inspired by. I'll
1: just get like. Well, there was one that was modeled after Phoenix, Arizona, which is incredible to me because I'm <laughs> like, why of all
0: the places, why would you do that? But yeah. They just keep making Pokemon games until they found a city on the moon, then they make a Pokemon game set there. <laughs>
1: there you go. Shit, they already made Pokemon Sun and Moon.
0: Shit, they ruined the names. Scavenger gives five US dollars and says, I'll start a fight. Best pizzas I ate, chicken, fontina, and pear. Two, mashed potato, bacon, and scallion. People who stick to pepperoni are cowards. I've had pizza with potato on it, never mashed potato. I feels like it no, would be a bit of a mess.
1: It's intense, yeah. What, um, sauce,
0: what sauce did that have, Scavenger, your mashed potato and bacon and scallion? Yeah, it sounds like that, a garlic sauce proposition
1: I, I was about to say like a garlic sauce or like a, a, a light aioli that couldn't have been like a marinara yeah. like also let people who eat pepperoni enjoy the pepperoni this is like a whole the scavenger being the whole souls fan thing of get good get well, good with your pizzas and eat a weird chicken pear one
0: well wait if you eat mashed potato with marinara that's basically just eating gnocchi isn't it
1: that is yeah at a certain point is that just pasta are you sure you weren't eating pasta
0: anyway Dan Mellor gives ten British pounds and says, "Is it better to be generation-defining or generation-refining? Would you rather be a half-life and Super Mario Three or a Portal Two and Mario Odyssey?" Thanks for all the content. Love everything you do.
1: That's a good. That's a good question. I mean, I would. I'm not a game, so I don't care w- which one I am. But I think both have their merits.
0: Well sure, but uh, I'd say generation-defining <coughs> is the one that tends to stick in memories better. Unless yeah. it's a refinement on the level of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Which That's was true. also generation-defining. It was defining well as... and refining. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was the, the whole package.
1: Yeah, you don't get that too often.
0: Kyle H. gives $5 and says, Do you really think the Elden Ring is the hardest From game? I feel like I struggled way more with D- Dark Souls 3. Well, it is hard. It's certainly harder than the earlier ones. Dark Souls 1 and 2. I didn't play all the way through Sekiro, and apparently I missed a bunch of things from Dark Souls Three. I don't know. I'd have to play them all more yeah. to greater depth I'll, to I also a think precise uh, response. I think
1: mileage varies. <clears throat> Excuse me on a lot of uh, difficulty in from soft games because uh, just even in terms of boss to boss, I know like there are some bosses in Elden Ring that I got through in one or two tries, and other people had a really tough time, and then. You know, the same is true in the opposite.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, question, uh, Rufus Omega gives five British pounds and says, so how long have you spent chasing those effing roly-poly goats?
1: I like the roly-poly goats, personally. I like that the goats and the sheep can just
0: turn into balls and roll downhill. I, I don't think I've seen that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, only in certain areas, obviously, that have hills. But, the, yeah, the livestock will just, like, if you kind of get near it, it'll be like, boop and then roll away from you. It's very cute. More cute things in FromSoft games, please.
0: David Bateman gave us four ninety nine US and says, Yahtzee, I like to think your nickname for your significant other is Scrabble, and you affectionately call at least one child Boggle. Well, we That's don't, it. David Bateman, because that would be lame.
1: Oh, roasted. I'm sorry, David. I think Boggle's a very cute name for a, a nickname for a child.
0: There's more, it's more what you do at them when you have to change a diaper explosion. <laughs> God. Alright, no longer need Boggle. Never mind. And the last super chat, I'm assuming there were some member chats somewhere along the line. Dave DeBlanc gives five Canadian dollars and says Elden Ring, Dark Souls, Breath of the Wild, Shadow of the Colossus, yes. Yeah yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I agree with that. Oh, and then another super uh, chat just came in. Justin Stoll gives $5 and says Yahtzee rank from soft games from least to best in your opinion. So of, you already said, but just got on chart. Um, I don't want to. What's your favorite? Can you say your favorite? Uh, Probably still the, f- the first Dark Souls. That's go. the one I can and always assume- play. That's my comfort zone game. And I'm
1: assuming Dark Souls 2 is your least favorite.
0: Well, I have played a lot of it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm hesitant to go back.
1: I think a lot of people played a lot of it because it was the first time we got more Dark Souls. Mm. Whereas now when we look back, we're like, well, I'd probably rather play Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne or probably anything else at this point.
0: All right. Did someone compile some member chats? I feel sure there were a couple more.
1: There were none since that one I mentioned, but my chat went away and Nick didn't send me anything. So uh, if you sent a member chat and we didn't read it, um, I don't know I apologize um, or maybe just send, send it in right now and we'll trust you but also maybe we won't trust you
0: sorry YouTube needs to fix everything
1: I thought I saw a member chat but it was just oh Nick did uh, Paul Saiz who's been a member for three months says uh, is it true there's no Emerald Herald or Goth Firekeeper girlfriend come on FromSoft do better
0: yeah there's a girlfriend um, character that's literally who you level up with like the maiden yeah right? yeah you get you get a maiden who shows up at your campfire now and then to give you yeah. tips and stuff.
1: Yeah. No, don't you worry. There's still there's still plenty of girlfriends. Yeah, also still... a bunch of weird people back at the round table, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. Uh Aaron
1: Altig, who's been a member for two months, says, Thanks, Escapist, for all the laughs over three shitty years. Uh you're very welcome.
0: I assume Hopefully... shitty years for you, not the escapist.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> we've been doing terrible work but at least we've made him laugh so it's fine
0: yeah that checks out make him laugh
1: (laughs) and uh michael wolf a member for 23 months holy moly almost two years says yahtzee where does dead rising 4 fall in generation defining conversation
0: what well it defines the worst game in the dead rising series and not Mm -hmm. much else was four the Christmas
1: one, or was three the Christmas one?
0: Four was the Christmas one. Three okay. was the, you play as a garage mechanic, one.
1: That's right. That's right. Two was Vegas, right? And one was yeah.
0: mall. And four right. was Christmas, and it was so bad. Yeah. The only thing it defined was just how low a series can fall. Find the end of the Dead Rising series, so there we go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh that was it. Nick, Nick right. those
0: That's it. Let's get the fuck out of here while they send more super chats.
1: Yeah, I, that that was a lot. I've, yeah. I've had to pee have had to pee for like half an hour and so I'm going to Yeah,
0: we got through it. Well, now it's toffee time. You know when it's toffee time, you can't send any more super chats because everyone's focusing on toffee.
1: Love toffee time.
0: Da, 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 da. You stink You stink of chicken and mushroom soup. That's what you stink of.
1: Was was Toffee eating chicken and mushroom soup?
0: No, he's just got a unique doggy stink.
1: Classic doggy stink. Uh, Come back in an hour. Casey and uh, Jesse will be playing a game called Angerfoot for hidden gems. It's a weird-looking shooter. I don't know anything about it. must be hidden.
0: never heard of it.
1: That's incredibly hidden. Yeah, sometimes they're hidden gems. Not so hidden. That gem? Very hidden. And I'll be...
0: Sorry. Go ahead. I'll be back tomorrow with the new Zero Punctuation. And, of course, the post-CV stream. I'm sure my suite of usual commenters will be having a little fight over who gets to join me on that one.
1: I'm assuming Nick will just pull rank. Yeah. If we're being honest. Him. <laughs> if we're being honest, I just assume Mexico pull ranks. So uh there you go. Yeah, and then uh, tomorrow yeah. uh at nine a.m. we'll have a breakout going live, and I'm sure Casey, Nick, and I will also be talking about um Elden Ring because what else are we gonna do?
0: Yeah, and then my new extra punctuation, which also talks about Elden Ring, uh is on coming out on the Escapist site on Thursday on the YouTube for members. And it will be out on YouTube for non-members the following week. So remember to be a member. If you're We promise
1: smart. next week we'll talk about a game that's not Elden Ring. Maybe. Yes,
0: I'll be talking about Horizons of Hidden West in zero punctuation. And uh, that is definitely possibly, up- possibly upsetting people who like it. Oh no! Well anyway, I need to get some lunch. So I gotta go my friends thanks for hanging uh, out bye everyone